You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. Green jobs are the hot topic these days. With the economy in full meltdown and the environment looking much the same way, more and more people are looking for new jobs that benefit the planet. Fortunately, there's no shortage of resources for green job seekers. Some, like GreenBiz.com's own job board, are relatively new, but others have been around since before green jobs really took hold in the public imagination. Sarah Feister-Gale spoke with Peter Beadle, the founder of GreenJobs.com, one of the oldest sites dedicated to jobs at green companies, about tips and tricks for people on the green job hunt. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. It's okay. I thought maybe we could start by um, having you introduce yourself and then I want to talk to you both about what green jobs is and about the kinds of professional jobs that you're seeing on the market right now and how our readers can uh, position themselves for those jobs. So let's just start by, by introducing yourself. Okay. Well, my name's Peter Beadle. Uh, I've been in the energy business for over 35 years. Uh, Twelve of those have been in solar and renewables, the last 12, of course. Um, started Green Jobs about five years ago because uh, I saw a growing need to pull people into the renewable energy industries. Uh, the gr- industries were growing, especially wind and solar, were growing at such a rate that they couldn't possibly fuel their growth from in- inside. And we obviously see a lot of talk in media about green-collar jobs and opportunities for people to become installers of solar panels and um, some more of the the construction-style work. But what about the professional jobs? Are you seeing growth in the area of of vice president roles or management positions that have green titles? Well, I'd start professional a lot lower than that because most renewable energy companies are pretty high-tech. That's not true of all of them, of course, but because some of them are simply sales activities, sales and installation, and then, and you can't call those high tech. But the technology, the ones that actually provide the technology, are certainly high tech. They require R&D as well as engineering, right. and so you know that's the first entry point for technology graduates, whether the scientists or engineers is into R&D or manufacturing. That's a good point. So if if I'm in college, if, if you've got people starting out or, or pursu- pursuing a degree, how do they position themselves to be attractive to this community so that they can get these jobs? Well, <laughs> they actually, if, if you're starting out nowadays, you've got it easy because almost every college that you look at, and you just go and look at the websites, uh, has some form of renewable energy coursework. And... You know, and you can take your pick. And so you can come out of college now with, with a degree that equips you for solar photovoltaics and, and, and nothing else if you want, right. or a general renewable energy degree. I mean, the Europeans do what they call uh, renewable energy masters. It's run by the European Union. A, a consortium of something like eight universities contribute to it, take part in it. And, and there are a variety of courses in the U.S. as well at the, at the big universities and right down to the, the local community colleges. So, so what are the what kinds of courses are are parts of these that they're that you can actually specialize in renewable energy? 
Um, I, I've said about the masters in renewable energy at, um, in Europe, which is a, a European called the European Masters. Some several of the individual universities don't, don't participate in that program. Also offer um, bachelor's course degrees as well in renewable energy. Uh, some in engineering, some in just in the, in the science background. And the same is true in the U.S. Um, Stanford has a big program. I think they give masters, bachelor degrees and um, masters, similarly for California, University of California. So you can take an engineering degree now specializing in energy production through renewables. What if you haven't had that forethought? What if you okay, well, if you haven't had that forethought, it's actually harder, I think, for technical people to make it into the industry than it is for, say, salespeople. Because once they've started working, um, really their credibility is based on, one, their degree, and two, their experience. And, and if, their experience, if that doesn't relate to um, renewable energy or the industry that they're actually looking at within the renewable energy spectrum, then you know, they're at a disadvantage. They have to demonstrate that they can transfer their expertise somehow. And, and if they are in something that's related, like uh, Silicon Valley, a lot of people in Silicon Valley are into thin films and semiconductors. Well, PV, <laughs> strangely enough, is just a big semiconductor. And so a lot of those people can successfully transfer their knowledge base, if you like, into renewables, especially into solar. So let's say you have a, a degree and some job experience outside of the green energy field, but you want to get into that. Maybe you have work in a related technology, or, or maybe you're more in a management position. Are there things that you can do to make yourself more attractive to uh, hiring these positions? My observation is, and it's based on kind of you know one one company, namely Green Jobs, looking outwards at what's happening. So it's bound to be spotty, and it's, you know, it can't be comprehensive. Right. But what I seem to see is that it's easier at the beginning, as I said. The problem at the beginning is actually finding out about the opportunities. Right. Because with entry-level positions, very often the company is not willing to pay relocation expenses. Mm-hmm. So they don't advertise widely because they don't want people applying from the East Coast when they're based on the West Coast. If you, if you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, I continually get, get questions from people in that position trying to, you know, graduating or about to graduate and want to get into renewables, but frustrated because they don't see those jobs advertised. And, and all I can say is look locally in your local Craigslist because that, my guess is that's where the ads are or the local newspaper. They, they certainly need those people and they are hiring those people. They're just not using green jobs, which is a global vehicle to do it. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to get 100 engineers from, you know, an Indian university applying to you <laughs> in the Midwest? <laughs> and that's what would happen, uh, you know, that's, if that's if you really put them point. on something like Green Jobs. You can't you can't control who reads the the web. Right. So you think that those companies are are advertising more locally? I think they are. Um, I mean, I, and I, you know, I. Without doing a poll of the companies, I can't prove that, and I haven't done that poll, but that's what I believe. Okay. You've got, you've got to start from the premise that a renewable energy company is just like any other company. 
You know, he has all the same kinds of people, same kind of posts, from CEO down to janitor, and he has to fill those posts uh, the, the best way he can. So the low level and the entry level, they'll do that as, as locally as possible. At the CEO level and the vice president level um, is, is probably the next easiest to break in because those guys are all highly experienced. Normally, their their expertise is directly applicable to the industry they're looking at or directly transferable. In other words, it's related. Right. Uh, and the higher you go, the less important that it seems to be. You know, So if you're a CEO, um, a record of a successful record of high-tech startups may be more important than um, exactly what the startups were, as long as they're technology-based. Um, similarly, for CFO, uh, experience of startups, of venture raising cap- venture capital and that kind of stuff is probably more important than the, the actual kind of company that you, if you were involved with. So, they, so they, the top and the bottom have it, is, have it easier than the guys in the middle, if you like. Okay, well, what if you are someone in the middle? Do you, if you're 40 years old and you've been in middle management your whole life, do you just... Okay, uh, well, you look to, first of all, my advice to, to the, those people when they, when they call and, and <laughs> they're calling in increasing numbers, it's going to get to the point where we can't even answer them, but mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, if they email, at least you can put them on a, on a wait list. One, decide where you're going to, where you want to go, because... Solar is not like wind, and it's not like that's not like biofuels or biomass, etc. They they're, they're different industries. Right. You know, they may be able to call themselves renewable, but they're still very different industries. So make up your mind. You have to focus because um, developing a campaign for one industry won't necessarily help you in the, in the next other industry. So if you're going for for solar, say, then find out about the industry. The more you can talk the language, um, <laughs> know what all the acronyms stand for, and how PV is produced, and how its just its cost is justified, and what the payback is, the more you can talk the language of the company. And even if you haven't got the experience, they recognise your knowledge base, and you stand more chance of getting an entry. The higher up the, the tree you go, the more important networking is. Best example I can give is 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 say an executive from an a, an existing solar company. He leaves it, but the solar company is not that big, so most solar companies know know about the executives in other companies. Right. And if one becomes available, or even a sales manager or a salesman, one becomes available, they know they have an opinion of him because they've seen him in shows and they've seen his work and. You know, they just, they either want him or they don't. If he's any good, he's marketable. Right, right. He'll be snapped up quickly. And so it's the same for people who are trying to get in from outside industry. If they know your face and know your name and recognize you from the past, you've got a lot more chance than somebody who, who they've never heard of. How do you? Who may have exactly the same credentials. How, how do you do, you do that? that? How, yeah, if you're, if you're not going Okay, to if you're not in it. <laughs> depends where you are. Um, if you say you're in, up where we are, in, in the Bay Area, Northern California. Right. Um, my advice is join the Northern California Solar Energy, Energy Association. Now, and then, so that's a chapter of the American Solar Energy Association. Right. Um, but it's much lower key. It's much cheaper to join. Than the national. Than the national one. It meets more regularly. 
and it's much more informal when I say look here, me informal. And so, you know, you don't cost you that much. It costs you time, but you get to meet people through that who are actually in the industry. You know, all the members are already, most of them at least, are already in the industry. They're working in it at all levels. And you get a chance to volunteer there. You get a chance to find out what's going on and who's important and who's not important, what opportunities are for training, you know, and training, lots of different things. There are some guys here who run training on how to run a solar sales operation, how to, you know, how to justify the cost of solar, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so, and that's not degree courses. That's, you know, virtually, you know, on-the-job training, right, vocational right. training. And good, again, good networking. Should you go looking for a job when you're at these events, or should you? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt, but I think, you know, and you could be lucky. They occasionally have you know, job fairs and jobs advertised at them. And if you attend even, you know, like there's a solar power conference every year, um, which is the biggest in the U.S. Uh, it varies from, it's, it's been on the West Coast most recently, but it, it has been on the East Coast as well. Uh, I think the last one was at San Diego last last year, last fall. But they often have jobs advertised as well. And so you not only get a chance to go around and visit all the booths and talk to all the companies and the people running those companies, but you get a chance to see what jobs they got advertised. Right. You know, so, and the more they see you, the more you give them your card and shake their hand. And, and you know, and the, the nice thing about, I mean, the solar power conference is kind of, not the best forum, because at least I don't think it is, because there's just so many people there, right. and the sales guys are focused on selling their wares, not listening to what you're trying to sell yourself. Right, right. But the the local association has all kinds of things, and as I say, it's much much less formal, much less crowded, so less opportunity to network, but much better opportunity for for good networking. A mix of the two, I think, is what you want to want to do. You know, if you, the people that you meet at the local association, you may meet at Solar Power and reinforce it. They see your interest and your, your determination at, you know, at all levels. And so, and the same goes for any other industry. You find out how you can build that network without being in it. Um, because they all have these kind of associations, one way or another. Some of them have them locally, like we do in California. Some of them, you may have to travel a little bit, but it makes, it makes it more difficult, but, but it's not impossible. And that's certainly how I would start if I were trying to do it. What about the companies that are not directly a part of, this, say, the solar energy industry, but maybe have someone in-house who's responsible for bringing solar to their facilities? Say it's a manufacturing company that wants to increase its, its green status. Well, they have two ways of doing it, and I tend to only see the ones who do it the second way. One is they can promote from within. So they find that the, the, you know somebody within who the right kind of skill set, and they make appoint him to do that kind of job, mm-hmm. or they recruit from outside. Okay. If they recruit from outside, then they tend to go, I believe, for people who are already experts, right. because that's what they want. Uh, they've probably got a generalist inside. They, they want an expert for the particular application, and so that doesn't really help people trying to break into the industry. I don't think. So um, any last advice to our readers who, who maybe want to move themselves into a, a greener position, a greener company, um, but perhaps don't have quite the criteria or the credentials that 
that a graduate from a, a solar energy degree might have? Well, I, I yeah, it's kind of <laughs> that's a catch-all. Um, mm-hmm. I go back to saying focus on something specific on a specific industry. Find out as much about it as you can, and you can do that without going back to college. Find out what opportunities are for training. Identify where you best fit, because a wind company or a solar company employs all the same kind of people that that you get in any other company. So accountants are employed there, and you don't need specific skills to be an accountant. But what you probably want to do is identify the companies in your area. So just do your research. That's a good point. You don't have to be a scientist to work at one of these companies. Absolutely not. I mean, one of the jobs we got advertised is a clerical administrative assistant. You know, they need all the same people. They just they won't relocate all of them. And so you've got to find the ones that are local. All right. Well, this has been very helpful, Peter, and I appreciate your time today. Thanks. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.